This is our eighth and I believe final session on Colossians 3 1 to 4. We have spent seven sessions. Can you believe it? Seven sessions on the, what I've called the indicative. That is, what is fact. And now we're going to turn to the imperative. There's two of them. What ought to be. What we're commanded to do. So let me just underline the indicatives. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ, one, seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Two, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Four, you have died. Three, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Four, when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Five, so five indicatives. These are realities that God has wrought. He has produced them. He has brought them into being through our conversion to Christ, through our union with Christ by faith in him. And now, built on the reality, the given, the fact, the indicative, there are two imperatives. Seek, let me go ahead and erase these. Seek the things that are above. That's the one. And the other one is, set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. So, set your mind is imperative number two. Seek is imperative number one. And that's what we focus on now. So, Father, I pray that you would engage our hearts and engage our minds in fulfilling these two commands, that we would not be passive, that we would not say, oh, look, five great things God has done for me. I will just sit and soak. I won't do anything. I won't engage. I won't engage. No, God, don't let that be true of us. May we put all of our heart and mental energy into obeying these two commands, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's ponder for just a moment. First, just the words, set your minds and seek. Seek, I take to mean desire, want. And with that want and desire, pursue. So this is not neutral. This is not passive, and this is not indifferent. To seek is to want. To seek is to desire. To seek is to crave. To seek is to pursue with your whole heart. We can put heart over this. I don't mean to limit it to heart, but this stresses the mind, and so I'm stressing the heart here. Now, once you have engaged your heart in wanting and desiring and pursuing, now set your minds. That is, uh, let your 
thinking. Or you could say your attitudes as well, because that peculiar Greek word includes attitudes, not just thought. Let your attitudes and your thinking be shaped by the things that are above. So those are that's my understanding of these two words. Seek and set your mind on. Set your mind on is a little more specific than seek. Seek is to want and desire and to long for and to pursue with your whole heart. And then to set your mind on is to shape your mind, wrap your mind around, be conformed in your thinking to these realities, things that are above, things that are above. Now the question is, what are those things? Seek the things that are above. Set your mind on things that are above. So he repeats the phrase twice. What are the things that are above? And the translation is a little misleading because things in English tends to connote stuff for us, like a computer or a chair or a refrigerator or a car or a tree. That's not the sense of the, the neuter article here. It's, it's the reality, the above reality. So try to get out of your mind particular stuff, items. This is not items. This is reality, the above reality, the above reality, not itemized things that you might put in a bag and go through a checkout counter. This is reality above. Now, here's how we can see that. Here's an example of that same construction in Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Well, things of the Spirit here doesn't mean a shoe or a couch or a car or a road. It means what? It means the attitudes of the Spirit. The the values of the Spirit, the ways of the Spirit, the desires of the Spirit, the will of the Spirit. So, things here, things of the Spirit, things of the flesh, doesn't mean items, rather attitudes, values, ways, desires, will. Consider the same thing in Philippians 2.21. For they all seek their own things. That's usually translated their own interests. But I want you to draw out, I wanted to draw out the similarity of structure with what we're looking at in Colossians 1, Colossians 3. Their own things, not the things of Jesus Christ. So they're not seeking uh, the things of Jesus Christ. And I would argue that, yes, that is the interests of Jesus Christ the purposes of Jesus Christ, the plans of Jesus Christ, the ways of Jesus Christ. Let your mind be shaped by the ways of Jesus Christ, the attitude, the mindset. That's, that's what it said back in chapter 2, verse 5 of 
of Philippians. Have this mind in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. And that same word for mindset or set your mind on is used there in in 2.5. So my conclusion of what things above are, are the realities that are the, the interests that are above, the purposes that are above, the plans that are above, the ways that are above, the mindset that is above, the values above, the desires that are above. Now, here's another clue as to how to understand things above, because they're contrasted, right, with things that are on the earth. And that phrase is exactly repeated in the next verse, namely uh, chapter 3, verse 5, where it says, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Now, that's a translation, what is earthly in you, of literally put to death the members, meaning the members of your body, comma, defining the members, the things that are on the earth. That's the exact phrase, things that are on the earth, with this things that are on the earth right here in verse 2. So what does this mean? Put to death, therefore, the things that are on the earth as they relate to your members, your arms, your legs, your sexual organs. And here's here's the answer. Put to death sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, covetousness, All of those are desires, right? Those are the desires that are on the earth. But here's the key, which is idolatry. These things, desires in themselves are not evil. Sex in itself is not evil. Wanting to have your next meal is not evil. What's evil is when these things become more precious to you than Christ and thus become idolatry. That's what things on the earth refer to. Put to death the things of earth means put to death anything that competes with Jesus Christ for supremacy in your affections. So set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth, means don't let anything on the earth become an idol for you. They are meant to be used with thankfulness. They are never meant to compete with Christ, which is why now, if we ask, well, positively, what is the reality above? And I think the clearest answer is right here, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. So the first answer, what what is the reality above where we should set our desires and where we should conform our minds? And the answer is Christ. Christ has risen. Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Christ is reigning over the universe. Set your minds on Christ. Seek Christ. Know Christ. Know his ways. Know his attitudes. Know his values. Know his desires, his plans. Conform everything in your thinking to this great reality. Or, to put it another way, you have died in Your life is hidden with Christ in God, so seek your true life. Don't seek the life that the earth can give only, and don't let the earthly life become more precious to you than Christ. The steadfast love of the Lord is better than life, so your true life 
is hidden with Christ in God. So seek and be shaped by true life, which is hidden with Christ in God. And third, glory. When Christ, who is your life, appears, you will appear with him in glory. You want glory? Don't seek it on the earth. Realize that your life is hidden with the king of the universe in heaven. He's going to stand forth someday. And if you are faithful to him, seeking him, setting your mind on him, you are going to shine like the sun in the kingdom of your father. So seek, seek, desire, long for, yearn, pursue Christ. Pursue your life in heaven. Pursue real glory. And I'll just end by saying, spend some time on your own doing your own word search for seek. Here's what you're going to find. I'll just point to them. Seek first the kingdom of God. That's a good way to sum up some of the plans and values and ways that are above. Or John 5, 44, how can you believe when you receive glory for one another and do not seek the glory that comes from the only God? So you're going to have a good time if you do what I love to do, namely track down these parallels in the New Testament. So for now, desire his glory. Be shaped by Christ, your life, your glory.